Welcome to the TruckVin.com podcast. As America's foremost truck buyer, we keep you informed on all topics regarding the trucking industry. We work with industry leaders to provide valuable insight. When you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit TruckVin.com. And now, your host for the TruckVin.com podcast, Zach Ellis. Welcome back to the truckvin.com podcast. Q4 2023 will be here before we know it. The year is going to be over with, and we have a lot to look back on. We've noticed here recently the phone calls that are coming in, a few of the trucks that we're bidding. Unfortunately, we're not able to get to the number that the customer needs, but we're starting to hear, I think the freight market is at the bottom. It seems like you can only go up from here. So there's a lot more uh, optimistic outlooks than... What we've heard before where customers are just saying, hey, this is going to be a complete bloodbath. I'm going to have to hang up the keys, sell the truck at any rate. doesn't matter if we make money, lose money, turn it back into the bank. So that's exciting to hear. The first thing, obviously, that I thought was important as the year goes on, and specifically our business, is the autonomy of the semi-truck industry. What autonomous trucks are going into not only research now, but which ones are going to be put into service, if at all. And obviously, there's there's a few big names out there, but I just saw Uber Freight signed a partnership agreement. This makes their third partnership. They have one with a company called Aurora. There's another one with Waymo and another one with a new company, I believe, out of Canada called Wabi. A lot of the autonomy thing, uh, obviously, there's pluses and minuses for the trucking companies. Obviously, if there's somebody autonomous in the truck, then that can allow for reduced cost of drivers. But there's also a long list of cons where it could be something that runs into inserts issues. How are you going to stop the thing? What if there's a, a malfunction? So I know a lot of that's in the research phase, but I thought that was interesting because as huge of a company that Uber is, I believe Uber itself, Uber Technologies, is a $70 billion valuation company. And Uber Freight is obviously one of their subsidiaries. But to have three different companies researching, testing, analyzing uh, semi-trucks to get into that market on a larger scale really makes you think, hey, wh what does the uh, what does the future hold? There's a company, the CEO and founder had a previous company, I believe it was called Argo, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but he's now the founder of Aurora, and they've raised $800 plus million of private equity to go out and do research and development for these autonomous trucks. I know they are doing a few loads, I believe, from Dallas to El Paso. I know I've passed their yard here in Fort Worth. The location they have had some FedEx trailers in it. So most of those, at least a few that I've seen, uh, the trucks going down the highway, they have a driver inside the truck. And then obviously the thing's got the cameras all around it. But that was really something where I thought about, hey, where's my company going to be at in five years? Where's my company going to be at in 10 years? And it's something that not only I have to think about, but everyone else has to think about it. We're seeing some of the larger carriers starting to take delivery of these autonomy trucks with that dialer, which owns Freightliner, is doing their own research and development. I believe that company is called Torque Robotics. So with that being said, 
what's the long-term of not only these autonomous trucks, but now we have the big EV push. Love's just, I believe Love's just signed their first agreement for development site plan for a charging station which is going to obviously service the semi-truck industry or the trucking industry, excuse me. That's huge. Especially a lot of these larger truck stops, people like Pilot, Flying J, the TAs, uh, whoever it may be to invest that money in that technology. Obviously, they see something going forward. But I know specifically here in Texas, we've dealt with ERCOT not being able to keep up with the simple energy that is needed to power ohms at offices, how do we expect to power semi-trucks? Along with that, what's the range going to be on a semi-truck that is powered by who knows how many batteries? The infrastructure is not there, in my opinion, but it is something that we have to look at. You know, with that, another huge thing that I thought was important to bring up, if you follow any of the major platforms, whether it's Transport Topics, it's Freight Waves, it's uh, Truck Stop or something like that. There's a few of these larger platforms and they followed a lot closely than I do. But the Senate House just heard the argument for FET tax. For those of you that haven't purchased a new truck or don't know what FET is, FET stands for Federal Excise Tax. It is a 12% tax that you pay when you purchase a new truck. Obviously, this could be huge industry-wide, but even more so for people that are purchasing large groups of trucks at a time. When you add another 12% to the price, if you figure the average used truck in a normal market, right? Not right now, but in a normal market, an average new truck's 150, 155,000. You add 12% to that. We'll just say simple math, 10% is 15,000. So we'll call it 18, round up to $20,000 additional that you're paying in federal excise tax. That could be huge. And House just heard the uh, argument for that. And obviously you have some of the larger carriers coming out, but I think more so than anything is going to help the smaller carrier when they're going to buy, say, one truck, two trucks, five trucks, because that is a huge upfront cost that you have. And obviously, given depreciation over time, as, as time goes on and you put more mileage on that truck, you're having to take that FET tax that was paid and, and depreciate it out. So that could be huge. So along with the FET tax that it, the House Senate just heard, and obviously they heard arguments from both sides, the, the government obviously wants to keep their FET tax, trucking companies want to do away with the tax, but looking into the equipment sales side of it and, and obviously being what we specialize in medium duty truck sales were up 13 percent in august in class eight tractors whether sleeper day cabs dump trucks were only down one percent in august so the optimistic view that we're getting from numerous people although rates may not be the best it still tells us that new medium duty trucks are being sold and that sleeper trucks have only fallen one percent so with that being said the used truck side used truck sales we've seen the continuation of depreciation there's uh just a report that was put out by jd power that i i read i try to read it every week or every month when it comes out and then kind of in between there's a few different little posts that 
We'll speak on different things throughout the month that I'm able to check weekly, but the depreciation we're seeing is widely offset by the supply and demand factor of COVID up into 2022 when we saw pricing get to the highest that it was. But, you know, now September, I try to study some of the economy reports and what's coming out, where is money being spent in the economy? And slowly, what's being reported to us is that the economy is slowing, they're slowing spending, which obviously doesn't help with many dealers that have 100, couple hundred used trucks on the ground. So now you're having to, to scratch and claw for, do I offer financing on this unit? Do we offer leasing? Do we offer uh, uh, rental agreements for our trucks? We're seeing a few different uh, intuitive ways that these dealerships are getting their trucks out on the road, but it still doesn't help the fact that rates aren't where they should be, especially from an operational standpoint. But with that being said, looking forward, we're seeing a lot of huge, huge movement from trucking companies, both good and bad. A couple episodes ago, I talked about a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on, meaning trucking companies going out and buying other trucking companies. And then we've seen some, some negative things in the news. There's been a couple of companies that have filed bankruptcy. Obviously, one of the big ones we just saw was Yellow. And just a moment ago, before I got on this podcast here, I saw that uh, there was a stocking horse bid from Estes for $1.5 billion. The bid was just accepted with a $7.5 million breakup fee, meaning the breakup fee is if for any reason Estes backs out of it, they're entitled to pay $7.5 million to Yellow. I believe that bid was just for the terminals and real estate that they have. Obviously, their assets, and we haven't seen any of it yet, and, and I haven't dug into it as much as I should, but their assets are going to be a huge piece in the marketplace. I think there was something like almost 4,000 trucks and trailers that are going to be put into the market. So a lot of people are looking at it and saying, well, it could be good, it could be bad. This could be a time where you could buy equipment at a lower valuation, put it into your fleet, and start running it start making money and obviously when things do turn around you have the equipment already running it and you're not having to have these huge payments and some other people look at it and say you know what that's just going to take things from bad to worse because when you put out that many pieces of equipment in that short of a time you're going to flood the market and it goes back to simple supply and demand so as of yesterday when i checked truck paper there was a little over twenty-one thousand trucks available for sale in comparison to last year we had on an average of 8,000 to 8,500 trucks for sale so we're definitely seeing a large influx of the number of trucks that are available but the outlook going forward is you're going to have some of this shakeup happen no matter what in in the short time that i've been in the trucking industry i believe this is year nine for me you're going to see things uh, in this industry that are cyclical, meaning freight rates go up, freight rates go down. Truck prices go up, truck prices go down. Uh, insurance goes up, it goes down. And unfortunately, it seems like all the pieces are working at none of the same times at all. You're seeing freight rates go down, new truck prices are still high, used truck prices are depreciating, freight rates are down, insurance has gone up. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do here? 
With that being said, if you took a PPP loan, or I call them P loans, there has been a number of investigations and cases that have been opened for PPP loan fraud. Another one, just a little less than half a million dollars in Mississippi, uh, court filing $482,000 was, I believe, calculated as, as fraudulent as, as how they worded it. But if you took a P loan, I hope and trust and ensure that the money was used for your business operations because more and more and more i'm starting to see these cases and these investigations coming up especially with year end especially with people filing taxes some companies that never got audited before are going to get audited some of the smaller trucking companies that think oh i can just pass this by I won't have to deal with an audit or deal with somebody asking about where the money went i can assure you that the crackdown is going to start happening but Looking forward for the rest of the year, we're gonna be introducing a few industry veterans that I have lined up. A few of these guests have 20 plus years of industry experience. I believe we have two people lined up for October and November. And then October will also have a industry veteran in the transportation finance space. And I think it's important to bring that person on because they understand that cycle much like we do because they're out financing the new equipment and they're also seeing the used equipment being traded in. Where I think that person shines at for us and our audience is they're dealing with interest rates. They're seeing pricing on equipment, but they're also the first call or should be the first call when a trucking company is starting to see things go down. The old saying is you never know you're in trouble if you're not paying attention until it's too late. So the last thing a bank wants to do is get a bunch of assets back when they could have had a simple conversation, restructured debt, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited to bring that person on. With that being said, make sure you tune in to the truckfin.com podcast. We'll be available on all social media channels as we already are. You'll see us, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast, YouTube shorts, TikTok, obviously Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. So we're gonna be on all the social media avenues. We have a few really big things that are coming up. I've got just the last few pieces of a new software that we're going to introduce and a new platform that will work and uh, be huge, a huge, huge help to a number of truck operators, no matter the size of the fleet that you have. So I'm excited to bring that to you. Make sure you tune in to the truckbin.com podcast. You've been listening to the truckvin.com podcast with Zach Ellis, your go-to source for up-to-date insights on the trucking industry. Remember, when you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit truckvin.com. Join us next time for the truckvin.com podcast.